0: Hello and welcome to the Drama and Language Teaching Podcast. This podcast is for everyone who is interested in using drama or theater in the foreign language classroom. I'm your host, Stephanie Giebert, and in this episode I'm chatting with Eva Göxel, my Swiss colleague from the Pädagogische Hochschule Zug, University of Education in Zug, Switzerland, who is my co-organizer at the Drama and Education Days or Drama Pädagogik Tage, which we've organized for the fourth time in a row now. It's an annual conference. And um, if you want to know more about how it all began, how we're running this conference at the moment and what might be in store for future conferences, stay tuned. Today, I am interviewing my colleague, Eva Gexel. Mm-hmm. Um who is my co-organizer at the Drama and Education Days. Yeah, just tell us where you normally work, what your background is, very briefly.
1: Sure. Hi Stephanie. Um, I uh, am currently doing a PhD at the University of Zurich, looking at drama in education in teacher education. And I work at the PH Zug, that's the University of Teacher Education Zug, in Switzerland, uh, where I work at the Center for Oral Communication.
0: Mm-hmm. And we've been organizing the Drama and Education Days um, three three times. We've organized them together. Yep. One time I was still organizing them alone. And we just thought we're going to have a conversation about how this series of conferences developed, how it's how it's working at the moment <laughs> and where it might be going. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Um, maybe I'll start with the very beginning, um, the very first Drama and Education Days or Drama pedagogic Tage. Um I organized in 2015. I used to work at the University of Applied Sciences in Reutlingen back then. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just so inspired actually by the um, drama and language teaching conference in Cork Mm -hmm. in 2014. And I was sort of desperately searching for a similar event (laughs) (laughs) that wouldn't have me wait for three years for for the next one, um, and then I thought, okay, I can't find anything. Why don't I organize my own? <laughs> and so basically, that is how this started. And um, I've I have um, I I found some um, supportive colleagues at the international office in Reutlingen who sort of helped me organize this very first conference and who said, yeah, we're going to support you. Um, and so this is how the very first issue of this conference came about um, at Reutlingen University of Applied Sciences in the summer of two thousand and fifteen.
1: And it was a two-day event. It right? was a
0: two-day event. Um, we had um, two um, two tracks: an English one and a German one. Mm-hmm. And we had talks and workshops, um, sort of alternating between theory and and practice, um, and. I think, um, given the fact that I'd never organized a conference before, <laughs> um, it, it was quite successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, not everything was running smoothly. Um, I hope people didn't notice too much, but I <laughs> think that's mostly sort of backstage. And I certainly not Normally, notice. people don't realize that you forgot to buy the milk or something like that, and you <laughs> had to send someone out, like, uh, buy stuff that you didn't get in the first round. Uh, anyhow, um, we had about, I think, between forty and fifty attendees, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I think it was—I think it was a very good start. But at the end, I was pretty overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and um, I think this is where Eva came comes in, mm-hmm. <laughs> because at the end of the conference, I said, "Yeah, I'd love to go on with this, but I also—I would love for people to help me," and then later on, she contacted me and said, "Yeah, I would like to help you." Yeah. So that was how it started
1: i still I still remember that moment uh, at the end of the conference, and it was uh, I was really lucky I, uh, to attend the first one. it was I found out about it I think a week before.
0: <laughs> <really> short notice. <laughs> very
1: short notice. Um uh, was referred by someone, and I just I, I, I said, okay, that's great. It's the right thing. It's not too far from Switzerland. Let's go. And it was an amazing conference. I had such a good time. And I remember you just standing up at the end and very quietly saying, yeah, I think I'd like to do this again, but, you know, I'd appreciate it if somebody wanted to help me. And I remember really thinking about it and going, dare I? Should I write to you? Will you think I'm crazy? And then I wrote to you and, you know, the rest is history. We've been doing it together now for the last, yeah, three years. Mm-hmm. And we had the second edition again in Reutlingen. Mm-hmm.
0: Um and then I personally I, I changed jobs and I moved to Constance University of Applied Sciences and which is basically what we moved the conference to Constance. Yeah. <laughs> so um apart from the fact that Constance is also a beautiful city, but um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, should we talk about how we are running the conference yeah. at the moment? Yeah. Sort of I mean already already said, two languages, theory and practice, mm-hmm. but maybe we can talk a bit more about that. Yeah.
1: With a very specific focus, and I think you said this too, on language teaching through drama. Um, but we've always made it very clear it's language teaching in pretty much any context, any language, any level.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're not focused on any particular approach, like not just process drama, or not just full-scale productions in a foreign language, but we're really very open as to what approach people are using. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's part of what makes the conference so rich is that really everybody can come and share their experiences with drama, or and we've even had people I think who haven't used drama before but are interested in finding out uh, about what drama in education is and how it might apply to their contexts.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, and so the yeah the people we're we're targeting or we're hoping would be attending, and it's kind of yeah turned turned out that way um, are. Really, from all levels of education, mm-hmm. really starting, we've had primary teachers, mm-hmm. really up to university mm-hmm. lecturers mm-hmm. and university even professors. Teachers, professors. Um, so, basically, teaching all age groups yeah. and teaching all kinds of languages. Yeah. And um, we also, we're open for pre- yeah, well, practitioners. practitioners people who are in the classroom day in and day out but also people who research this yeah. or who are teacher researchers of course Yes. Um, and also people who are in teacher training yeah. so these are sort of our sort of three big groups that we're usually targeting yeah. and it varies a bit over time who actually attends yeah. but we're open for yeah this spectrum of people. Exactly.
1: And we've even had performers too.
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. And we we also had people from sort of neighboring areas like music mm-hmm. or just education in general.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, maybe do you want to talk a little bit about the second edition, which was slightly different from the first? Yeah,
1: so we experimented a little bit with formats as well. So the first year when Stephanie did the conference, uh, she had the the two tracts. One because we are a bilingual conference, so she had one tract running in German and a parallel track running in English, so that attendees could always choose based on language as well as based on content. And the second year, when we first started working together, we decided to try a different format where we had two invited guests who were mainly responsible for delivering the content. So they did a series of workshops for us. Um, and we So we didn't have um, an invited call for papers, but we essentially invited these two speakers. We had uh, Dr. Nikola Abraham from uh, the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama in London, and we had Tomasz Antosik from Masaryk University in Brno in the Czech Republic. And Tom uh, at the time was very focused on using improv, It's still one of his areas of expertise. He also works with Gestalt Theatre now. Um, and Nikki has a very innovative approach to process drama using digital technology.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, as you can hear, sort of, um, our um, our speakers are from not only Germany or Switzerland, but um, sort of from different countries in Europe. And we also had, from the beginning, we actually had an international audience. Uh, of course, most attendees came from either Germany or Austria or Switzerland. But we also had people from the UK. We had people from the US. We had mm-hmm. people from France. We had people from... Kyrgyzstan, I yes. think, where people from Morocco, so from Israel. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a small group, but it seems to be drawn by any event that sort of targets their area, their special
1: area. So yeah. they actually come from far away. Yeah. Which is very From very Kuwait. We've had people impressive. from all over the yeah. world. It's it's Yeah, I think it's one of the joys of, of being involved in this kind of a conference as you find out that there's a an international community, and it's really global. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, so that was, we were
0: experimenting with that a little bit, um, and it was a good experience also. Absolutely. Um, but for the third year, then we said, okay, maybe we could go back to being even more diverse, mm-hmm. um, and go back to having an open call for, yeah. for papers.
1: Felt a little bit more inclusive that way. Mm-hmm.
0: And we've kept that also for, for for the last, for the latest edition.
1: Yeah. I think we'll keep it for the next one as well, most Probably. likely. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what else do we want to say? I mean, we. I guess we're very happy about the conferences are running at the moment. Yeah. Um, of course, I mean, topics people are talking about. I mean, I think I would also put sort of maybe links to the programs of the past years in, yeah. in the show notes, so people could just have a look yeah. at what was off, what was on offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was usually, well, a big range. yeah. Um, and what was really important to us was also to have hands-on workshops and not just talks. Yeah, Which um, I think, which I think is, is a typical thing for drama and education conferences anyway, mm-hmm. but not for academic conferences mm-hmm. in general. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and I think that was a big plus, I think, for a lot of people who attended. I mean, we got a lot of feedback on how excited people were about really getting their hands on the work, if you will. It was very hands-on, the workshops were very practical, and especially the teachers felt that they were things that they could immediately try out with their students in their contexts.
0: One thing I did notice, at least for the last two um, sessions in Constance, was that it seemed, but it might have been the timing of the conference, that there was a larger um, portion of people who teach languages at university mm-hmm. and not so many secondary or primary school teachers. But that might have to do with um, having the conference during a time that's um, close either in the school holidays or very close to the beginning of the school holidays. So, But I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. why, why this. Yeah. Or maybe that's the circles we're moving in, yeah. so that's why we're advertising.
1: Well, the demographics seem to shift a little, a bit. little bit. I think the first year or two there were more... Teacher trainers. Teacher trainers and also more secondary school
0: te- mm-hmm. teachers, I mm-hmm. think, and l- fewer university um, language instructors.
1: Yeah, and so, that you know seems to change from year to year.
0: Yeah, so well, we don't really know <laughs> yeah. why it's happening or <laughs> how it's happening. It might have to do with our advertising or with the timing.
1: Yeah, but I think it's, it's quite interesting because although we do have you know, I would say a core group that's interested and in try to come, maybe not every year, but try to come whenever they can. Money, yeah. um, at the same time, we there's always quite a few new faces and new people, or, and that that's, that's exciting because that really shows there must be an interest. It's not always only the same people. Um, we are apparently really drawing in people that are joining us for the first time and, and they're coming from quite a far... Coming quite a distance to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I think one of the things we really are hoping to accomplish with this conference is to give people a platform to share their ideas, um, show examples of their best practice, and also get feedback from from peers.
0: Yeah. So we 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 are we do have a research focus, but it's not our only focus. So I yeah. think our our main purpose is really. A, providing a platform for exchanging ideas and making contacts mm-hmm. with new people or reconnecting with people you only see every couple of years at these conferences. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, at least for me, that's sort of my main, yeah, Anliegen in, in German, my main goal mm-hmm. of the conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, giving people the opportunity to, to present, like, their current research. That's also something uh, to present the project they're just doing in the classroom. Mm -hmm. But it's also really a lot about connecting, I think.
1: I think there's something that you said, I think it was actually in an earlier podcast, you were talking about how people who work with drama in education are often alone. They're often the only ones at their institution uh, that work this way. And, And having a yearly event really is, I mean... It's such a gift for many of us because we have a chance to connect with other people who work in similar ways where we can really um, share the experiences we've had, share some of the frustrations we've had. It can be difficult when you're the only one who works in a particular way at your institution and you're always having to explain why do you work this way or trying to um, find compromise with other teachers when it comes to I don't know the amount of noise that your class might be making at a certain moment, or the kind, the amounts of space that you might need, and so it's it's a great way to to share, to come up with solutions and discussion with colleagues, among other things.
0: I mean, among other things, what always sort of one of the classics that always comes up is that at the end people might ask, "Yes, but how do I really implement this with my thirty-five students in a tiny classroom?" Mm -hmm. And then it's it usually is like it's possible to find ways but you've got to apply to your own context Mm -hmm. and we can't provide the one solution I mean we have people you might talk to who maybe have you maybe are working in similar contexts but time space number of students Mm -hmm. I think that's these are three things that bother lots of teachers who want to use these methods or who who want to optimize Mm -hmm. using their methods But really, we don't have the solution. And there is no... But we can talk about it and maybe just see how the people are doing it.
1: Exactly, because we're we're all up against similar constraints. Most of us don't have an auditorium that we can just move into with our 50 students. Yeah,
0: yeah. so that's one thing that tends to come up again and again. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, let me officially tell you we don't have the solution. (laughs)
1: But if you do come to the conference you might find a few good tips from colleagues another topic or another issue that always
0: or always often also um comes up repeatedly Mm -hmm. is how do i assess my drama and education interventions Mm -hmm. um and um we are we are also trying to address that yeah often in our call for papers like is there anyone who has done best practice on this? And we also had um, a keynote a keynote on it, mm-hmm. but it's also an
1: ongoing question. Very or... much. I think it's something that won't be solved in the near future, but it's definitely a good uh, good fodder for conversation, if you will. Yeah. And uh, we've had some interesting discussions about it and, and very varied opinions. Mm -hmm. about you know Mm -hmm. some people saying you just can't assess it and but you need to do it anyway and there's other people who've come up with uh, innovative ways of assessing um, certain aspects of especially oral work that's done uh, when you're doing drama work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or other people who just say i don't need to assess
0: it and i'm lucky in that yeah um yeah so it's really you get a big range of situations and yeah, contexts. and context. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: But I think that's part of the richness of this particular conference, really, and we have mentioned it, but with people from so many different contexts and so many different um, countries as well. Mm-hmm. So, Even though there's just 40 to 50 people, so don't get the yeah. impression that there's like a thousand. <laughs> we're not a huge conference, we're quite small, but somehow uh, very rich in terms of uh, contexts and experiences. Mm-hmm. And talking about experiences, another question that also sort of
0: often comes up towards the end of this conference is um, where can I find further training or mm-hmm. I'm just starting to be interested in this area how, how can I find anything mm-hmm. and this is also something I mean I, I think um, something I'm also trying to do is to um, um, I'm organizing a Facebook group where mm-hmm. I'm posting any links I can find on any professional development mm-hmm. Um wherever. <laughs> so um I think things are developing in that area actually. Yeah. So um but we're gonna sort of keep
1: our eyes open and um yeah. Yeah, keep and share end. that. And we do we do have a website, uh drama pedagogic dot DE.
0: So yeah, if you're not German it that just means means drama and education, but we yeah.
1: <laughs> we have the German link for it. But uh Stephanie will post this in the in the show notes, so you can go to our website. And Stephanie's great about putting lots of links on there for other uh, drama and education events happening pretty much around the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And um,
0: also, if if you got curious about the conferences now and want to, and, and you have never attended one, um, for the first conference um, we had the we had the opportunity, and I'm very grateful for that to um, have a special edition with scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, the open access mm-hmm. online journal mm-hmm. for drama and theater in, in foreign and second language teaching now i'm probably saying the title wrong but it's something like that yeah. um, to have selected papers from the conference published in scenarios so mm-hmm. that is one issue where i will also put the link online and um, for our latest conference, we are planning to do um, an our open, access, open access conference proceedings, which hopefully you will find online, <laughs>
1: maybe next year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and also um, there's a small collection of articles looking at best practice of uh, drama in education uh, from various countries around the world. Actually, in the ETAS journal, um, which I got to co-edit. Uh, that's the English Teachers Association Switzerland in their spring 2018 issue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, is there a possibility for people to access that online or is it only available
0: for it's like, mainly, members?
1: Par- parts of it are uh, open to anybody. Most of it you have to be a member to get the full journal. But uh, certain selected articles are available on the ETAS website. So that's okay. e-tas.ch. Okay. But you can also, also post that. that. on. will also that
0: on. Okay, great. Um, and so there are also a few drama and education articles that yeah. are available. Okay, very good. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah. Um, so maybe we've talked about the past the present. Let's talk about the future. Yeah. <laughs> so we're hoping to continue yeah. our series of conferences. And... Um, we're actually hoping to um since we're running since we've been running this conference together for three mm-hmm. years now.
1: It'll be the fifth. It'll one be the next fifth year.
0: now. Um to not only stay at my institution but maybe to move to Eva's
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: university. Yeah. But that's still open. Yeah, we're still but deciding we're between Konstanz
1: and Zug. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of the two.
0: Two possible locations at yeah. the at the moment, at but the moment. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. and um, so if you if you're curious now, we as soon as things have been decided concerning the location and also the date of the conference, mm-hmm. um, it will be published on the drama pedagogic website, on the Facebook group, um, and on Twitter. Twitter, um, probably in one of if it's. As soon as it's official, I'm also going to mention it in the podcast, of course. Repeatedly, probably. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, keep keep your
1: eyes open or yeah. your ears open or whatever. <laughs> and if you're interested in following us on Twitter, I'm at Ava for drama. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: What is my Twitter handle? I drama pedagogue. drama pedagogic? Yeah. yeah, I never remember. <laughs> well, it's gonna be in the show notes anyway. Um, and um, one thing we were actually thinking about, um, since people, as I said, come and and ask, oh, where can I get further training for this? Um, and oh, I could, I I can't attend the conference this year. I would have so liked to come. We were thinking about maybe offering us um, another event, um, sort of in the winter time. Mm-hmm. And one that would be more like our second conference edition, focusing really more on one topic and maybe one presenter, mm-hmm. um, where really people would have, or maybe a smaller group of people would have the opportunity to really delve mm-hmm. into one type aspect, of approach, yeah. aspect, method um, mm-hmm. in, in depth.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited about this. I hope, I hope we can get that off the ground yes, too. Yes, so this is still on the horizon. <laughs> still one of our our future plans projects and plans, yeah, and I think what i what I'd like to add to is that i'm I'm just really impressed and and uh, and happy about the the caliber of the contributions we've had and the keynotes that we've had. Um, you know there we, we've had Suzanne Avon from Bloomington um, University uh, in Indiana who was one of our keynote speakers. We've had Adrian Hack from the University of Göttingen in Germany. Um, We've had a whole slew of of names that are quite well known and um, we've also just, I I have to say the presenters we've had, um, whether they're classroom teachers, whether they're researchers, um, whether they already have a name in the field or are just going, working on a name for themselves, they've just, uh, the calibre and the quality of of the contributions, workshops and talks has just been great throughout and that's part of what uh, makes this conference such a joy. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, But for the future, if you're listening to this, if you're a teacher who would like to talk about their work, or if you're a PhD student or a researcher who has work to present, please do submit an abstract for our next call for papers. We're always looking for new new input.
1: Yeah, new voices. (laughs) New voices. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, okay. Is there anything more we would like to say? Oh, yeah. Or if you're a performer... Mm-hmm. Um, we might have the opportunity I mean it's only a two day event so there's not a huge um, amount of time available but we m- we're thinking about maybe integrating
1: one performance per conference mm-hmm. this year we had one Yes. Um, we had uh, Marla Levenstein with uh, Mrs. Jelly Belly's Bedtime which is a show that she performs for primary school students to help them work on their English language acquisition so,
0: so you would have the or you, you you had the opportunity to see to see an authentic show as mm-hmm. it would be presented to to the kids mm-hmm. and, and actually to talk about it. Yeah, afterwards. we talked about it afterwards yeah, in discussion. So, yeah. So to see to see how performers are working. So in case you want to invite anyone to your school, might be a good idea to connect. Or if you are um, a an, performer, a performer, an actor, um, might be another opportunity to get your work out to a public. Um, but. Slots are limited in that, in that way. very much.
1: So I guess one of the most important things we want to say is come join us, join us on Facebook, uh, come to the conference if you can. Even better, come to the conference with a workshop or a talk to share. And uh, we're a very open, inclusive group, and we'd love to hear about your work. Yeah, exactly. That wraps it up. Okay, thank you, Eva. <laughs> thank you, Stefanie.
0: I hope you liked our little behind-the-scenes chat about the Drama and Education Days. If you're interested in the next edition of the Drama and Education Days, we're currently talking about um, finalizing a date. We conducted a survey among the conference participants and also among our mailing list members and in our Facebook group. According to that survey, a date in mid-July or end of July seems most convenient to Well, to those people who participated in the survey. So this is not unlikely. However, we've not finalized the date yet. So stay tuned for updates. If you would like updates for this podcast, you can subscribe to it on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like the conference focus of this this episode, then stay tuned. Um, There's going to be soon another conference episode, where I'm going to be interviewing Eva about her conference experience at the Ideary conference, which took place in New Zealand in July this year. That's it. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.